fantastic team of school marketers that are implementing campaigns for clients. And um, so we have the benefit in the work that we do of having a broad um, view of what's happening in the industry. We can see how different schools are reacting um, in that time. Um, and, and we're uh, regularly involved in producing content um, for schools. We have a weekly um, blog post that we send out. And uh, as Sheila mentioned, we have the Facebook group Marketing Mastery for Schools. Um, and we thought we'd just take a few, a, a little bit of time to share the lessons that we're learning from um, all these different areas uh, that we are involved in. Um, private schools are really leading the way. You guys have been working super hard, if I may say so. Um, private schools are really showing excellent leadership and leading the way in this crisis in terms of um, the rest of uh, in the industry is actually noticing the way that private schools have uh, responded so promptly to this crisis. And I know that that means that you guys have been busy uh, behind the scenes with all the comms and everything going on. Okay, so I'm hoping that you can see the presentation. Um, so I'll go over a bit of an agenda. Um, today, we're gonna to be talking about three important topics. We're gonna to be talking about how we can retain our current families in this crisis, um, how we can drive new inquiries and carry on our promotions. And then we'll also go and do a little bit about um, alternative to the in-person school tours. Um, so someone said turn up the volume. I'm just going to, Sheila, is that possible to turn up the volume? Uh, you'll mm, you'll have to do it through your, you'll have to do it through your screen. So um, go to the audio settings at the bottom left. Okay, let me do the audio settings. And microphone, you'll have to turn up the volume. Okay, switch to audio settings, microphone, uh, it's on max at the moment. Um, is it okay for everyone else? I'm just gonna, is it okay, did I sound okay to you, Sheila? You sound fine to me, and yeah, there's a few people putting up their hands saying, yep. Okay. Sounds good, sounds good, sounds good. Okay, <laughs> okay. all good. Cool. Okay, um, so let's talk about um, how we can retain current families in this interesting time. Uh, first of all, uh, it's important that we keep up our communication. Um, uh, there's, there's a few responses that we can have to this. Um, and one of them is to kind of, um, you know, button down the hatches and think that this is going to go away and somehow magically term two is going to be um, starting off as normal. Um, but it's not going to go away. And Scott Morrison was saying, much to all of our dismay, that he's thinking along with, you know, the six month timeline which sounds like fun for all of us. Um, and we have a lot of concerned parents out there. Um, initially, parents thought this was a two-week thing, uh, but now they're starting to think about the big picture. Well, well how is this going to actually impact my child's school, um, school here? Um, and they're starting to be concerned about their outcomes for the child, especially if they're in the secondary, um, the secondary um, year levels where um, they're getting to the end of their school career. We need to show that we have a plan in this time, and we also need to show our parents that we are leaders um, in, in this uncertain time. Um, and that means that keeping communication open, and even if we don't have all the answers, uh, communicating that to our families. Um, it's important that we give families a forum, um, sorry, to, uh, 
to uh, raise their concerns and ask questions. Two-way communication is very important right now. I know that a lot of us have been uh, behind the scenes, um, you know, implementing, you know, pushed out communication by email and social media and things like that. But it's important that we also give parents a platform to ask their questions. If you, you know, want to host a live or um, have a special email address for questions, uh, we really need to be putting resources to ensure that we are um, facilitating that two-way conversation and, and letting parents have their say. Um, and then also in this keeping, keeping communication, um, uh, keeping communication lines open, we need to use all the channels that we have to our, at our disposal. So email, social media, phone calls, and things like that, which takes a lot of time. Um, and the next thing that's very important in terms of retaining our current families is to um, communicate differentiating value. Um, and what I mean by that is that, um, you know, sure, our parents are concerned as private school parents, but the parents that are really concerned at this, at this time are the state school parents. They're really um, struggling right now. Um, uh, talking to a state school teacher friend of mine, they're not even sure what term two looks like for them right now. They don't know if they're gonna be working from home or if they're gonna be at school. They obviously want to be working from home, but that might not be allowed. And um, they don't have the necessary budget allocation to give to, um, to online learning platforms where they can have that, that same individual level of attention. And they don't have the infrastructure and they don't have the individual allocation for a student to put um, the funds into getting it right at the moment. Um, so that's important to know. So as a private school marketer, we need to show um, how your school is being a leader in their field um, during the somehow, um, and that, that parents' private school fees are really going towards the infrastructure and having teachers available um, uh, and staff available to assist with this transition to online to online learning. Okay, so um, the next thing that's very important for um, retaining our current families is that we work on an excellent learning platform experience. So it's important that you as the school marketer have your say and that you're part of the discussions when they're talking about the learning platform and what that experience is going to be like. Um, and to me, an excellent differentiator and what an excellent learning platform looks like is one, direct access to teaching staff. Um, and that can look like um, having live chats available where students can throughout the day have live chat access to their teacher. Um, it, it includes synchronous um, teaching um, lessons where uh, it's a live um, teacher teaching a class. There's the two-way communication, um, just like a Zoom call, where it's a live class and, and they feel that they have that direct access to a teacher in a classroom as much as possible, learning environment. And then also that we're adding valuable um, asynchronous content to our lessons. And so that's videos and content that, that students can um, engage with in a, a non-live um, way. Uh, the important thing yet, not to forget with our, uh, when we're looking at our online learning program, is not to forget um, support for parents as well. Um, they can get left behind. So I read a news article the other day that said parents are really struggling at this moment with, you know, juggling work 
and having um, teaching students at home. Um, and so they're really looking and they're hungry for resources and help to help them get this done. And so if we can provide that, uh, then that's gonna be excellent. And so just talking about the, the learning platform, so parents are really in a time when they are super stressed out. Um, they're, they're juggling, they probably have financial um, you know, pressures on them now. They're adjusting to new things every day and the news is changing every day. So even the smallest glitch or the smallest um, lack of information is going to make them panic and, and increase that uh, feeling of uncertainty in this time. So as a school marketer, try to put yourself in the parent's shoes right now and uh, think of the ways that you can support them and think ahead of the game um, and really be there as a support for them as they adjust to all of this craziness. The next thing we have to do as we look forward into the future of what is this going to look like for the school's landscape, um, I'm sure we haven't seen, so online learning is one of the effects that we felt um, in the private school sector. And one of the effects to come is that uh, family is gonna have financial loss and there's gonna be financial pressure on families. And so I just um, involve, uh, in, encourage us as school marketers to get involved in the leadership discussions that are happening um, at a leadership level with the principal and the heads of school about how can we reward loyalty? How can we keep our current families and make sure that they stay for the long term and reward that loyalty? And that may be, um, as a marketer, giving the recommendation to your leadership that you pause fee increases. Now that has massive impact, but rather keep your students for the long term than uh, without kind of losing enrollments because of fees. Uh, the next thing that we can do is to um, really have um, be open about the discussion about fee concessions. Uh, as I mentioned, we rather would not lose an enrollment right now. Instead of losing the whole fee that you get for a student, you can lose some of the private school um, tuition fees that we get. Uh, we need to be accommodating to individual discussions. Um, and a lot of this is going to take people and interpersonal skills. So if your business manager is very much a business, typical business manager, not so good at the people side of things, it may take some training on how they can um, come across as listening to families, um, hearing their concerns, um, and being accommodating to the quest for free concessions. So um, I heard of a school, I've been reading a lot about what's happening in the media, and um, one, one private school is, is in the dog box because they, they've been sending out a survey asking parents what car they drive and, um, how and to give bank statements and things like that um, to prove that they're, they're facing hardship. So I definitely don't recommend that you send out a bulk financial survey to your families, um, but do give the impression that um, you are open to having open, honest discussions and that you are on the side of families. Okay, so the, the, now that we've looked at retaining our current families, which is what everyone is focusing on right now, we need to actually look at how we can drive our enrollments, continue our enrollments. And so schools have been super innovative in terms of uh, moving their online, uh, you know, learning platforms online, their learning online. And we need to be online in terms of, okay, how are we going to adapt our marketing um, so that it, it suits the scenario? Um, some schools are, sorry, there's a 
some schools are um, pausing their marketing at this moment. Um, and um, marketing really is the lifeblood of your school. And if um, this is going to take some leadership skill, if you are, have a principal that has come to you and said, cut your marketing spend, we're facing uncertain times, I would encourage you to be bold and to put together a business case of why marketing is the lifeblood of what you're doing right now. Um, and you can also show examples of what other schools, how other schools are actually stepping up their marketing during this time. Uh, this is not a, a short term thing. So if we kind of put up marketing on hold, thinking that term two, we'll, we start, I've seen some schools are stopping their open events until August and they don't have any interim arrangements. That's going to have a massive impact on your enrollments. And you don't want to be that school that's sitting in December 2020 pushing hard for enrollments for the next year. You don't want to be that school. Um, so what can we do? We can continue to build our brand. Um, keep pushing um, your brand awareness out there. Keep going for new audiences and new markets. Um, so that when it comes to, you know, August, September, October, and you really need to drive enrollments, that you have warm audiences and audiences that are, you know, past that first phase of introduction, ready to go to kind of uh, promote your open events too. Um, your current marketing, um, sorry, your current marketing objectives may change. Um, so obviously you're going to have to put your brand um, objectives on the bench for now. Um, and you're going to have to change the message and you're going to have to adjust your strategy and that's that's okay so we need to at this time we need to be communicating how we are innovating in a COVID environment um, so what your school is doing online success stories behind the scenes of kids learning at school that's the sort of content that we need to be getting out to the broader audience. Um, certainly if I were a public school parent right now, I'd be very nervous. And if I had the funds, I'd be moving to private school right now. So this may actually be an opportunity uh, against all the odds. This may be an opportunity for you to actually grow your enrollments. Um, another thing to mention is uh, it's not going to be business as usual for your brand campaigns. Like you may need to look at the medium. So if you were going to do, you know, public transport advertising, that might not be such a good idea. So look at the mediums, uh, just re reassess the mediums that you have advertising on. And I will say that online and social media is where it's at right now. We have uh, the, the use of social media has just spiked and we have all our parents at home on the internet at home in the middle of the day. That's, that's an, a huge opportunity for school marketers to embrace online digital marketing. Uh, if you are in the position where you've had to postpone your open events and you aren't having an online open event, we'll discuss a few options there later, I would encourage you to have an expression of interest landing page where people, um, so don't just remove your open page off your website and pause it for now, but change that into, you know, we'll let you know when we're having an open event and um, to register your interest, please give us your name, your mobile um, and your email and we will let you know as soon as we open up that event. Um, uh, I would actually recommend that we collect phone numbers in that form because um, uh, SMS, this will be an excellent chance where we can uh, announce our new in-person open event via SMS. So that's just remember to 
uh, collect the mobile number as well as the email address and you can use both the mobile and the email in your retargeting um, Facebook campaigns online campaigns and also send out direct SMSs uh, another, uh, I've got an example here on the right uh, of a live chat uh, that you could implement on your website. So um, the thing we're trying to do is continue the discussion with families about enrollment. And the thing that's going to do that is that one-on-one, those one-on-one conversations. So it means that your registrar is going to have to be extra available to have those one-on-one conversations. And live chat is a great tool that you can use. You can choose the office hours. Um, you can collect email and phone number if you're not available offline for later replies. Um, it's just one of those uh, additional ways that you can increase um, access to your registrar. And then also on your expression of interest landing page, you can also have um, content such as your virtual tours and your videos and campus tours and things like that. The thing I will say about this interesting time is that personal connection is going to be key. So the thing that we are looking to do um, is to yeah, make a personal connection with families. And so it means that the registrar is going to have to spend extra hours on the phone following up every single enrollment inquiry. Families are going to need time. They're going to have questions. <coughs> and I just encourage um, for you to um, uh, yeah, make that personal interaction a priority uh, for your team. I also think that this is a great opportunity since our facilities aren't what's going to sell our school in this moment of time, that you open up access to your school principal and to your teaching staff. So um, if a family is interested in uh, enrolling in year seven, opening up access and uh, providing a phone call with a year seven teacher uh, just to answer those personal questions. The next thing we need to do, and I've heard the talk and families are saying, like registrars are saying, I'm not quite sure where I'm at with my pipeline right now. I'm not sure how to follow up families and I'm not sure what to say to them. Uh, you know, everything's on hold. But I encourage um, you to think about this in a different way, that people are actually what sell your school. Um, at the end of the day, we need to get down to the meat of what, what are the um, things in a private school education that make a difference for our students. And yes, great facilities are awesome and we've relied on those um, uh, you know, tools to sell our school. But now we really need to dig, as a marketer, we need to dig deeper and uh, really get clear about what are those, what's the meat of what makes our school different. So people sell our schools, not facilities. So you can still drive applications for um, enrollment. You don't have to wait for them to be on a tour, which is a new concept to all of us. And the way that I've been recommending um, that people word this is to say, uh, you know, listen, we are still taking applications. I appreciate your time on the phone. Um, we're processing our applications uh, still on a first come first serve basis. Um, so we encourage you to connect with our staff, have a chat to our teachers and have a chat to our principal or registrar. And if you feel like you would like to apply, I encourage you to put your application in. And as soon as we open up in-person school tours, we'll be the first to let you know when you can come um, and see the facilities. And the thing to stress here is that um, you're still giving away enrollment positions on a first-come, first-served basis. And you don't want families to miss out because they didn't put their application in because they couldn't come for a school tour. Um, I think you can make it really clear 
um, that yes, you have fantastic facilities and you're gonna love our campus, but the thing that makes our school special is the outcomes for students and that's how we do it. That's our, this is our framework. Uh, in this time, it's really important to uh, build our email list. Uh, and uh, in, in an article that I was reading and that, that I mentioned earlier, parents are really hungry for help um, on how to manage this whole homeschooling thing. Uh, so if we can provide resources, this is an excellent opportunity to be a thought leader in the industry and push our content to people that are in your market. Um, about uh, ebook uh, content, about how to manage homeschooling, resources for parents, uh, anything that's going to help parents in their job of educating their child uh, will be so well received right now. And it's a great opportunity to build your email list of people that are in your area, in your mark target market. Um, and uh, this will then build your audiences so that when you do have that big launch of your in-person event, you now have a, a huge email list that you can also include in your marketing efforts. And having said that, I think it's also important that we build our audiences for retargeting. So coming from a digital marketing perspective, um, we can uh, put pixels on our website, we can retarget people that visited the expression of interest landing page, we can retarget our uh, email audience. So when you're thinking of your, you know, how you're going to rework your marketing, think about how you can build that anticipation for the in-person event that's coming up and how you can have these audience buckets waiting to receive that invitation when you are ready. And the next thing that I recommend is that we take our um, we take our uh, open events online. Um, so I think it's uh, important that we don't just pause. Um, this is actually an opportunity for us as marketers to dig down to the meat of what actually sells a school and to think about, okay, so what beyond our facilities is going to sell the school and to put that into an online open event. So um, let's talk about how we can do, uh, how we can navigate this new landscape online. The good news is, is that um, we're not the first people to do this. There are industries out there that do this every day, COVID or no COVID, uh, they have open events online. So especially the people that we need to be learning from right now are the online universities because they've always done it that way. And they have some excellent experiences that you can go and log in and have a play with what they're doing. Um, so there are a few options for doing an online style open event and some of us will have a lot of time and resource to pour into it and some of us are going to be a little bit more limited. So the first thing, the first at a minimum what we could do is to have online one-on-one -on -one calls with the registrar where people can go in, they can book a time slot with the registrar and uh, it can be a Zoom call like this and um, th that's just an opportunity to contact the family, answer their questions, let them know about your programs and things like that. That's something that we can all do um, with minimum resources. Um, the next thing that we can do, uh, which is really exciting, and we're building a few fantastic campaigns for our clients, is we can do uh, presentation style information sessions. And so that is, and I'm sure you've all been to a webinar, um, and it's something similar to what we're doing here, except there will be some more video content and inter interactive content involved, is you can have a pre-recorded event where you have the principal talking, the registrar talking about your enrollment process, maybe a video about your campus, whatever it is that's going to sell your school. 
um, you can have that in a pre-recorded session where families then have to register for the session, they choose their time slot, and they attend at their appointed time to, to view this presentation about your school. Um, another uh, thing that we can be doing is what is called an online open day. And this is where we, we are building out some really exciting campaigns for our clients. Um, and this is where you have a registration page for a specific date for a, a virtual open day. And then on the day, it opens up a whole new um, a portal of content. Um, so it's like a virtual open day that people are going to attend online on your website. And on these virtual open days, you can have a live, um, live principal or staff presentation. You can have an interactive map of the campus. Um, you can have a video tour or a walkthrough or students doing a presentation of your campus. Um, you can have live Q&A. Um, and you can also have um, different access points to information about your college or downloads that families may need. Um, and that's, that's a really exciting way to engage families online. And, and I've seen some excellent projects out there and we, we are building some exciting campaigns for our clients. So looking at what I've seen, I've obviously seen a whole lot of examples uh, and I'm, I'm taking notes of what we, other schools are doing. There's quite a few do's and don'ts and recommendations I have for taking your tours online. So one, I don't recommend that we just send out an email um, and with a video about our campus, um, you know, like a drone flying over our campus and thinking that, you know, that will suffice for the meantime. Uh, the thing that's really gonna sell our school is those one-on-one -on -one interactions. That's, I can't stress that enough. So that's, what, that's our end game right now is to have a discussion and to um, ship, you know, have those just the connection with your potential family. So that's not going to tick the box. Personal connection is key. Two, I recommend that we make it a personal event. Uh, sorry, make it an official event. Um, and what I mean by that is have a registration page where people need to register for the event, um, collect emails and phone numbers, and um, stick to a time slot and um, open up access at that specific time. So <laughs> this is counterintuitive. People are like, why don't we just send out our content to everyone and they can have access to it. But actually the, the research shows that the attention span when people are attending an official appointment is so much higher than when people are just kind of pushed content out there. Um, thirdly, I'd, I'd recommend that you have a really strong follow-up strategy. Uh, we need to be really clear about what our objectives are. And as I've discussed earlier, really, we um, should be driving for enrollment. It is possible for people to still apply online or via paper application at this time. And that's what we should be aiming for in our marketing. Um, you can have a, a strong kind of email series that once people attend an event, have a phone call the next day, have an email series, have additional video content that you send out to these families. Um, I recommend that you place your, the, the pixel, um, Facebook pixels and any um, tracking tags onto your pages so that you can also re-engage these audiences that attend after the events and, and you can also advertise in-person events to them in the future. And another, my last do and don't um, in discussing dreaming with school marketers or what they could possibly do, the one recommendation I have is that you don't overcook it. Um, don't kind of think that you have to get over across uh, like every single detail about your school so that people can make a decision. Um, and we try to overcompensate for the, the fact that people can't see the campus. 
So we really need to only focus on the things that are differentiating messages for us, and we need to be strong on those. We try to move people in an emotive way instead of like giving them the facts and 12 pages of information. And um, you know, the expectation that people are going to spend an hour on a virtual open day is just that's just not going to happen, unfortunately. And uh, people are going to spend 10 to 20 minutes um, engaging with your content on a virtual open day. And so you really need to be clear about, well, if I had 10 minutes to start my school, what would I be talking about? Um, and overloading that content and overcooking it with, you know, here's a video, here's a virtual tour, here's, you know, this, this and that, um, is actually going to lead to distraction and people not taking the actions that you want them to take. So simplify, keep it clear, and always remember that you can follow up your, your open day with um, additional communications afterwards. Great, and that is it for me. Um, I'd I still have some time to answer some questions if you'd like, um, and yeah, help you guys along in this, this interesting time. Thank you very much for that, Mara. Okay, um, if anyone's got any questions, feel free to submit them via the chat or raise your hand if you would like to speak. Uh, Fiona Spence, uh, you would like to talk. If you unmute yourself, we'll be able to hear you. Fiona? Okay, uh, sorry Fiona, we can't hear you. Um, we've been asked a question, what is the best webinar software anyone has used? Uh, I recommend, so GoToWebinar uh, is the industry standard, um, but there, there are tons of options out there. I like software called Webinar Jam uh, because it has the ability to, you can record the webinar and then um, keep it, you, keep using it as a live event that people need to register for. So it all depends on the functionality that you want. But if you're doing a sort of a presentation style, um, you could use Zoom as well, although Zoom is more for group discussions. Uh, uh, but Zoom is also very affordable and accessible to people as well. So um, the, your options are Zoom, go to webinar for a more expensive sort of webinar software that's gonna give you strong presentation and kind of video sharing capabilities and then webinar jam if you're planning on reusing that content in the future, which is something to think about. Okay, um, have we any more questions? Anybody? Uh, which program is the best to use for a virtual tour? Um, so, in terms of, is that like a, vid a video tour? Uh, let me see, Estelle, my friend on YouTube, so as you can ask. Well, if you'd like to unmute yourself, you can talk. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it. Um, yeah, because we haven't done, we we don't have a virtual tour at the moment. So, do we need a professional person to come and do that for us, or um, is there an easier way that's cost effective? Um, you can talk to a web development company if you want to engage a video content to uh, a video company to put the videos together for you. Um, a web company can um, 
create a virtual tour for you, a virtual experience, or maybe like a map overlay. Um, or there are companies that specialize in doing virtual tours for schools um, that I can, I can't actually think of their name, but I've seen a few excellent suppliers within the Educate Plus area. We have a suggestion here from Alison that U-Tour is really good. That's it. That's right. U-Tour. Um, they, they're doing fantastic work. Um, the thing I would recommend with U-Tour is that you strongly drive um, the call to action after they've done that, that lovely interactive experience. That you drive, what's the next step after that? Um, don't just, just leave them there. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Estelle. Um, okay. We've one more. Have you got time for another question, Mara, or do you need to go? Um, one more question is fine. Okay, so how are you seeing schools run their typical parents association and alumni events online? Um, that's a good question. I'm not, I'm not actually across the alumni online, but I think Zoom, uh, I'm part of a few networking groups, and I think Zoom connections are actually really important in this season where people are really isolated and um, they, they um, I think, just organizing online get-togethers. The benefit of online get-togethers is actually sometimes broadens your, your audience. So you can have people from across the globe as alumni connecting online now. And I think that's actually quite a unique opportunity um, to, to get something started. And, and who knows, it may continue, it could continue that way. Mara, thank you so much. And uh, we appreciate yeah. that you have to take off and head off to the hospital with your husband. So best of luck with that. Um, everybody, if you have any questions, feel free to submit them to me, Sheila at educateplus.edu.au, and I'll make sure that they get to Mara and we'll um, post all of this recording and all the questions and Mara's presentation will be available online hopefully this evening, if not this evening, first thing tomorrow, and I will send you all a link. Right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Mara, thank you very much. Talk okay. to you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.